I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, fellas, fellas. And the ladies. Yeah, you're Welcome getting good back. at that. You don't even need help. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Farm. Sitting down with my boy, Cody. What's your middle Mr. name? Shane. Shane. Yeah. S. Martin. Yeah. We'll just go with F. S-M. I won't call you Shane like that. That's messed up. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yep. <laughs> Cody S. Martin. Uh, we're sitting down. I had a, um, actually, it's from a conversation we were going to have the other day, so I kind of, we'll see where it, where it runs to. One of the um, uh, big things I wanted to uh, uh, talk today about, I think there's this one thing I've been seeing a lot through social media and a bunch of other platforms or, you know, and when I say platforms, it's like, well, what do you mean other than social media? Let's say stages, let's mm -hmm. say, you know, a platform, right, of what type of someone has built a platform in mm -hmm. some way or another, emails, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Maybe they have, a, they have a high position in some capacity somewhere. And one of the things uh, that I was thinking about uh, from that is the – some of the thought processes around how we look at information, process it, and establish again if it's eyewash, if it's mm. productive. Um, I actually had um, remember that post I actually did the other day with the Ramos where there's like mm -hmm. twenty different yeah uh, constraints. And if you haven't seen that, I'm actually going to break that down. Mm. Um, it'll probably be out by the time this podcast comes out. But mm. for the subscribers on IG, I'm actually going to break down like a lot of the different constraints that are happening and why and what they're useful for. Yada yada. Mm. But one of the things I was actually thinking about with that, though, it's so interesting how when we view things, uh, ideology that we might have behind uh, how we establish its credibility or also to um, how quickly we immediately you know, kick it out and says that it's not useful or it is useful. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things I was all, you know, was uh, I was thought it was interesting because I wanted to bring up with you because there's so many things that even me personally, one thing I've learned over the year with like with experience is just. Again, even in that post, I uh, actually made and kind of wrote like a thread on it is this understanding of, hey, like you don't know why we're doing something. So because you don't know the foundation of why we're doing things, which is also why we do like evals with guys before we start. Why we also um, actually said with Aramis that uh, that I, the other day, I was like, dude, if I would have showed you this on first day, <laughs> like all the things that you're currently doing right now. Yeah. Um, if I would have showed you all the things that we were about to dive into, like you, it would have been way too much, yeah. like way too soon. And there's that psychology side of like slowly going down that uh, route of uh, taking on new philosophy or different ways of like going about how you do something. Mm -hmm. But one of the topics, you know, obviously the bigger topic that I wanted to bring up is um, that filtering process that we have in our head. Um, I think that when you're uh, younger, it's, it becomes very like white and black and, it's, mm. you know, like it's very insecure. Um, there's a lot of ideas that you won't even go down, you know, as mm. well. So um, as you get older, I think it could go, it could get narrower or it mm. could get wider uh, based on like, you know, how you live your life and some of those things as well. Uh, but I kind of want to start unpacking that of like just how we process information, especially when it comes into in the coaching, uh, coaching realm, because I feel like it's one thing that really holds us uh, back as a whole is just more so, and I know you and I have a lot of these conversations as well, which yeah. is I wanted to kind of give that to audience as well. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing, one, is um, the world's a lot more gray than I think a lot of people like to admit, and same thing with training. Like, the amount of times, what I mean by that is the amount of times that I've done a drill with somebody 
with the same intent and then I try the exact same thing an hour later with a different kid that is just a disaster that I have to go a completely different route like it's not as easy as just give everyone the same drill yeah you know sunshine and rainbows and it's going to fix it and two maybe how I coached that drill the first time compared to the second time but it could be the same drill can mm -hmm. make a world of difference you know like yeah. there's sometimes I'll do the same drill with a hitter myself personally um with the kid back-to-back -back weeks and just coach it differently and there's a ton of results yeah um and so I just think it's a lot more gray than people want to admit um at times and and I think that's where too uh, like we always talk about is being able to recognize when we're wrong um and also too that you know it's it's always evolving and growing and um, trying to be more right every day and less wrong every day, but never expecting to be all knowing, I guess. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, to kind of come back full circle with that process of what it looks like to filter that as a coach is, well, one, having resources and peers around you that also can hold you accountable. Mm. Like the amount of times that I hear you when you're working with somebody um, where you ask for feedback from, not just one but multiple people that you respect and that you value their opinion like you know like you don't ever and then you don't go into the session and say oh i have this cue like the amount of times i've heard you in a session yeah like tooks used to say this a lot you know like you always give mm -hmm. them that credit as well like the conversations that you've had and like oh uh blah 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 really liked your entry here which you know one um it, it is cool that they agree with you mm -hmm. um but also too like you're not just assuming just because you thought it was good that it is you know yeah um you're always asking for opinions and likewise you know with me like the amount of times that you know i'll go show you video or you'll come to me and be like hey i see some of our hitters doing x you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. that peer review is always so important and then the ultimate test like did they hit <laughs> you know like yeah like uh, cool it looked good in the cage cool like right. they had some yeah. good swings in the cage but they also went, you know, over yeah, yeah. last weekend. So, like, did it really work? You know, and so I just think the, you know, without going too far in depth quite yet, like, the filtering process starts with surrounding yourself with people um, that are trying to um, build you up and hold mm -hmm. you accountable to be your best every day as a coach and a player um, and always challenging each other as well as yourself to, um kind of push the boundaries within reason yeah um and then too from my personal experience i feel like with that process i've gotten quicker at when i do try something really understanding like oh that's not working you know yeah. and, and like like when you say filtering how quickly do i filter again like six months ago i may take 10 swings like you know with the same exact person different intent of a drill or whatever takes one swing and i'm like no completely dismantle that we're going to go something like that did not yeah. do what i you know, wanted it to, wanted do. to do, we're going to go a different route. And, you know, and it's like, as you continue to surround yourself with peers and people that you respect and value and people that maybe you don't see eye to eye, but still listen to their opinions and thoughts with an open mind and heart, um, like you can take things from them and then really see a different perspective that maybe you weren't seeing before because of the, the position that you're in. Um, and it could bring value to how you're going about that process as well. Um, so I definitely think just speaking from personal experience, that mm -hmm. filtering process, um, and I don't know exactly what direction you wanted to go with that in no, particular, yeah. I but I, I think it establishes actually from watching the my spider web because what one of the ways that I wanted to go with this is the ideology. I think I think in large uh, we need to out 
like you just pointed out of like, hey, this is how we'd like it to look, mm -hmm. right? That we're so open to feedback, that we're so open to new ideas, we're so open to these things, and we really want just like what works, right? Like everybody in general, I feel like if you have a, a good conversation with them um, and someone that's uh, level-headed in the same way, I think it's like, uh, I forgot what uh, verse is in the Bible though too, but it was like talking about like, you know, like um, have having conversations with a reasonable man. Like if, if they're not reasonable in the sense of um, with that, it's something to be mindful of. I think it's inside a proverb or something yeah. like that. Um, but um, one of the things that got me thinking in the same way is why do we struggle with that? Because mm. it's simple, right? And again, what I mean by that is like it's, it, it's simple in ideology. And even like that, there's times where um, – <laughs> I, I, I do this quite a bit where somebody like for example when you're like hey like you you know you bring in and you ask for you know other people what they're saying and things like that as well uh, my brain immediately goes sometimes mm. right like yeah. and what I mean by that is like you know and I've gotten better and, and those things as well but also very often um, I'm very self-reliant and, and, and very often um, I get in my own uh, cocoon and very often I you know rely on my own experiences and very often mm -hmm. all those things and so um, sometimes it's pride sometimes it's insecurity sometimes it's uh, arrogance sometimes it's you know there's all these things that you know kind of pop up and that's more what I wanted to, to really dive into is like you said I think you did a great job of kind of uh, funneling out like hey this is how we'd like it to look mm -hmm. um, all these things and I think more of a me too conversation here as well is I want to talk through the real of why we don't um, and why it doesn't happen more often mm. and why you know even with us too like even um, those things as well as like I think issues that people really struggle with uh, when it comes to those things and I think you know one of the first ones I wanted to bring up and we talked about this just last week I think it was when I figured something out on the force plate and I'm like oh mm. like I was wrong about this right um, and so when we're wrong in the same way is again, we went, we actually at ABCA, I uh, got to spend a lot of time with mm. uh, a good friend of ours, a uh, biomechanist, um, Scotland, who's been on the podcast. Mm. And so we talked, you know, we really just got into the conversation just more so about um, how, you know, I was giving a presentation on something and Scott being Scott, he waited till the end of the presentation. <laughs> yeah. Then we sat down and he was showing me on force plate data. He's like, hey, you know how you said this, blah, 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 blah. Well, this is really how this torque is actually being created in X, Y, and Z here. And this is what I'm seeing from this. And I'm like, oh, well, that's very interesting, right? Because, you know, because I was thinking about it in this, like, one dimension, which he's like, you're not wrong. Like, you can create torque that way. And I get why you, you know, thought it that way. But that's not how they are creating torque. And this is how, like, there's these people creating torque this way. So I was like, oh, like, you know, again, like, he had taught me something. And then he even, too, was, like, kind of, like, um, kind of taking uh, the eggshell approach, you know, with me, which he tends to do as a human. He's mm -hmm. just very um, with that as well. And um, I was like, no, like, you know, I, I embraced it. I typically, me and him have a good relationship. So I embrace it. I'm like, no, like, you know, if I'm wrong about something, like, let's talk about it. Like, mm -hmm. I'd rather, you know, be, again, less wrong tomorrow would yeah. be ideal. Um, and again, I'd rather look dumb today than be dumb tomorrow. That's mm -hmm. like one of the things I think about a lot. So, like, there's with that. But again, even in that instance, right, it's like sometimes. Yeah. Right? Like, sometimes I'm in that place where that's really, um, that really gets me uh, there where I'm really open to feedback and other times that I'm really not or I'm not even looking for feedback, right? Um, so yeah, so I was wanted to bring uh, those up as well, and actually, I wanted to ask you personally um, times that you have felt yourself, or now looking back, that you were more restrictive of feedback or not asking for it, and what yeah. are maybe personally like what you were struggling with, and where that comes from, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think 
I think that can be it happens all the time sometimes not yeah. at the you know it yeah, yeah. depends on seasonal. yeah it's seasonal and so um i'd say <coughs> historically speaking i would say it happens more often when i get in um have a little bullheaded like attitude side that i can show at times and where i'm like trying to prove people wrong mm-hmm. um mentality and not necessarily um those people uh actually verbalizing that like they think i'm wrong but i build that you know persona because like that could fuel me um and so as a player you know i could get that way where again self-reliant i don't want help i don't want to hear what you have to say like i'm just gonna go do it and prove you wrong like arrogance thing Um, yeah and i know that that word sounds strong but in 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 and this is again a me too thing of that same thing of uh it becomes more of a i don't need them Mm -hmm. you know even though we obviously do need other friends (laughs) in a lot of ways but yeah and and i I get it and i think too i i built that personally up because you see all these great athletes that had these crazy stories like yeah. you know i had no no family nobody no, shot with me yeah, the gym yeah it's myself. like i literally had to walk yeah. you know here to the gym to go take you know and i made it to the league and i'm like you know both my parents were there for yeah. me like i had a really good big brother yeah, yeah. a little sister like you know i didn't i didn't feel like i had that well, like family trauma i want to i want to i was gonna you say know? i want to stop right there is literally not run past that is how often that's personified inside the storyteller uh, mentality that it's actually interesting uh, from my perspective when it comes into let's let's say you look at it from like a therapy perspective psychology perspective is typically when someone presents with that attitude of like I was by myself no one was ever yeah. there for me all those other things and we've had some players that are play at some really high levels that have been like that with mentality wise um, more often than not just because you know not that they didn't become you know, more self-reliant than other people mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but more often than not, um, let's, let's just be honest. Like you didn't do, you didn't do it by yourself. No, it is not possible. Yeah. Right. For first off, like, again, let's say when you're a kid, like, okay, well somehow food was provided to you. And again, <laughs> not saying that you didn't open your little lemonade stand or you didn't yeah. do this or you didn't do whatever. Right. But in reality with all of that, right. Like, okay, even let's say this, well, you know, I went to open my own lemonade stand. I made this money and I went and bought it from the store myself. Okay. Did you farm it yourself? <laughs> Did you did you drive it from the farm and you drove it to the grocery store and you mm-hmm. dropped it off and then you also yeah. did your lemonade stand and then, okay so did you do it by yourself? Yeah. Okay so then and, and then you also get to the other place of like okay well I was there hit my okay well did you you made the money so you can go to the batting cage you get hit by yourself right but like did did you build the batting cage? Mm. Was those your baseballs? Did you take the multi million dollar risk to have the building that you're hitting in? Like. Also, too, did did you sell percentage of your company or did you know like what how yeah. you know like and what I mean by that is like a lot of times I had to do that with myself because I yeah. was like that mm. largely and I still am eating away at a lot of that too where that mm. self reliance comes in my head which is like this pride that I end up building around well you know like I did all these things and I suffered and I you know and again along with it like it was a fuel source for me mm. as well but I think some of the dismantling on that same side of that is like when we do build the storyline of self-reliance and that is mm-hmm. my story in my head is I actually had, um, when I played for Pine Bluff, uh, when I played for Pine Bluff university uh, of Pine Bluff, Arkansas Pine Bluff, um, our coach actually went in on a freshman about this one day. Mm. Uh, cause he posted, um, what did he say? Oh, this is a common saying that a lot of people say it was like, um, self-made. 
Hashtag uh, self-made. Yeah. Classic. He posted, uh, a freshman posted that on his thing, and uh, my coach, like, made it a point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, at practice while we were running, which is not, he wasn't punishing us for it. He, we were just doing normal, our normal running. And while we were running, he was yelling at us. It was like a 4 a.m. lift or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I forgot what the kid's, uh, I forgot what the kid's name is. Um, but he, he called him, he called him out, and he was like, I saw your, I saw your post. You talk about self-made. Boy, you ain't self-made. God done did everything for you. <laughs> he was like going in on it and like really like opened it up. Um, and he's like, he's like, he's like self-made. Like, but he was like, it was a humbling, you know, moment as well. Cause again, it, there's, there's this, other, and that's why I said the, the, the point of like arrogance. We, we like to blanket like big emotions. Like let's say like arrogance as like a title as is someone that's far and beyond, like really far that way. So we don't contribute individual actions where like, Hey, in this moment, I'm being arrogant rather than being I am arrogant, mm-hmm. right? Like as a person, yeah. right? Um, and I, I think on that same side is with that as I just wanted to touch on that same point is that a lot of athletes, while that's became a fuel source for them, and maybe that is their story that's also in their head, and yeah. again, they, maybe they're more self-reliant than others, is that it gets personified. And then younger kids like you, me, mm-hmm. others also adopt that into our storyline mm-hmm. where we're all the underdog and – you know, people just haven't seen us yet, and they mm-hmm. just don't know yet. Yeah. And and you know, I'm gonna show them, and you know, I'm capable, and all these other things. Um, and you know, like again, like I said, I think it's a common thing that gets mm-hmm. happens a lot. You know. Yeah, and and like you said too, like the arrogance. Like I don't identify as an arrogant individual no, by any. No, and I wouldn't. But <laughs> I, I But you know, like, but <laughs> also no, but For also sure. too. Um, in that moment doesn't mean you don't have yeah, ever, it looking ever, at yeah, reflecting yeah. on decisions and things like there's times of arrogance absolutely sure. and i think anybody can agree agreed you know when they reflect and so um but to kind of go back to that is like I, again i i almost tried to build that narrative personally because i felt like that was a fuel source that i needed because that's what every great athlete had was this story this yeah this testimony and i want to say it was uh it was an fca event i think it was tony dungy Mm. Um, that's cool. Is he is he involved with FCA? It's either uh, I don't know. Is that's cool. Yeah, I think it's Tony Dungy. He's involved with FCA in Kansas City. Cool. Um, and he uh he was speaking on uh testimonies and like mm-hmm. what it means to have a testimony. And he was like, uh, basically, if I if I'm not mistaken, it was him. But anyways, besides the point, the message that got across to me was, you don't need something that other people view as traumatic yeah to happen to you for you to have a testimony yeah for you to tell a story yeah um also too just because someone else doesn't view that as traumatic doesn't mean that it's not a trauma to you yeah you know and perspective and and that and that walk and so yeah um which is something i struggle with from my faith too where everyone's like you know i come to jesus because you know my family was broken and this and that and i'm got in a car accident it killed my whole family and i'm I'm sitting here like like i want to be closer to god but like yeah my mom's at home making dinner for me. You know, I'm like, uh, yeah, like yeah. you know, and it is almost like I thought that something bad had to happen to me yeah. for me to actually grow closer. Um, well, you think, you which think I was, I was still like a freshman or sophomore in yeah. high school, pretty I was in, young in my walk too. Yeah. I was going to um, bring that up is like, I, yeah. I think life is a pretty heavy, Yeah, you know, just, we don't have to get in a car accident. My, you know, my yeah. family die for me to yeah. be through trauma. I like, I, you get trauma every single day. You walking yeah. down the street, like, yeah. you know, like, there's a lot well, when you start to unpack. Also too, yeah. like you always say, just because you got hit by a car, do I have to get hit by a car? You no, know, like, to know what it feels yeah, like to, to suffer. Know, yeah. Or, yeah, you yeah. know, I remember as like one of the first times I was shadowing. You said something to, 
one player was like, <laughs> blah, 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 did this. And you were like, just because they had to do that, does that mean you have to? Like, no, like, it doesn't mean that you have to go yeah. through the exact same thing. Like, for sure. The same struggles of waking up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Like, like, yo, I was like, I had to go to 4 a.m. lifts, but if I coached at college, like, my players are not lifting at 4 a.m. No, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that, I mean, and also, too, there's positives to some of that suffering, but also, too, again, suffering is subjective. And also, it's also based on, for example, today, what we would consider suffering, right? If you went back, you know, really not that long ago, just a couple hundred years, right? Like the average life today is by oh, far. Yeah. I mean, like I had, I had somebody to give a uh, talk the other day about, you know, just having a cell phone in your pocket, mm. right? Like yeah, crazy. you would think <laughs> because of technology, right? That that same thing is like, you know, because of just this, this phone in our pocket, like and all the things and the access it gives us to and, or, you know, how convenient it makes our lives. And mm. I, I think about all the time, it's like, man, I, and people listen to this probably going to laugh, is, uh, you know, uh, but some of the, the younger generations, like they've never not had a cell phone. Like yeah. they, I mean, again, like my nephews and them have a cell phone, you know, like at 10, it's yeah. just like, you know, from that same side. And like, I got mine in middle school. So not too long after, um, them, but still we didn't have smartphones. We just yeah. had, right. you know, it was a phone. We could actually yeah. just talk on the phone. Right. Um, I remember having to pay for uh, data service. Hey, hey, just don't um, click the internet button. Yeah. I'm gonna be oh, mad. And it's going <laughs> to, it's going to take 20 minutes to yeah. load a, a, a page. Um, but yeah, and having a cell phone in your pocket, like how privileged uh, we are in so many different ways as just, you know, and that's how it is. Well, same thing will be for like our kids, kids, kids will be like, oh, mm -hmm. you don't know, back in my day, it was so much harder. Um, that's just how it goes. But I also think on the same side of that is, again, like it, holding tight to our uh, main narrative. I, I think that one of the things that is is tough is with that is as we go through life, we start to create these storylines. Um and one of them is huge and something that I've really been working on, too, is this uh, ideology of, like, self-importance, right? And, like, we have a society that, you know, again, like, right now, think about so many people that, that I struggle with is, like, uh, how many kids want to be an influencer, mm -hmm. right? How many people want followers? How many people want hundreds of likes or millions of likes or whatever, right? It's endless, right, on the same side. And then also, too, they get more followers and they realize, oh, man, there's people with I got 10,000 followers. Okay, those people with 40,000. Mm. Those people with 100,000. Those people with 100 million, right? Like, mm. you know, there's, you, along with that, it's like, you know, what those followers look like. Um, and there's always something bigger and badder. There's always, it's mm. like an endless uh, game with that. And but one of the things is kind of gets to the, uh, the idea that is like this idea of self-importance. Like I, and I, from a biblical lens, I kind of look at it from our heart's desire uh, for to be uniquely loved, uniquely admired, mm. uniquely all those things that, again, like God can obviously give us, mm. um, have this unique uh, relationship with us. But I also think on the same side of that, um, that need for like uh, self-importance or um, I can provide for myself, all, yeah. all these things, right? Like a lot of this gets built into us from a young age, from a society mm. uh, standpoint that comes in. And I think it really hinders our ability to grow and learn yeah. um, as we start to adopt and identify um, with these labels, types, uh, definitions of what things look like. Um, and there's a lot of freedom from breaking free of those. And I think that was like specifically like you were saying is like when you're younger in your uh, faith and same with me, each shoot older in my faith, I fall into yeah, the same, no, idea, same things. Um, but I thought, the, you know, that being a major point. What do you think, what are some other ways that you think uh, that you've seen just from experience from people being around you that they might have um, problems with adapting new ideas or uh, maybe learning from their mistakes? 
Um, I think too, something that I personally see more often with people because I dealt with it is when you see success with one thing that you think that is the truth. Mm. Um, and so personally, um, not a big guy. And so when I started lifting, like actually lifting in college, um, I saw these huge jumps. I started playing a lot better, um, doing things better, uh, all around felt better, um, you know, mentally, physically had energy, you know, I just never yeah. lifted before. Um, and with, you know, tons of benefits from working out and stuff, obviously, but, yeah. um, and then my play, which is where at the time I put my identity in was yeah. how I played, um, that also got better. And so I looked at that as the truth. Mm. Um, so would you mark that up as like awareness or how would you mark that up? Like if you had to give it a title, Oh yeah. If you had to give it, uh, <laughs> if you had to give it a title, um, what would you mark that up as? Because I think that is a common uh, thing. It's like false affirmation yeah. or things like that as well. But like, uh, w- you know, what do you, what do you think um, would be the underlying? I mean, you could, you could label it awareness. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever say, I wouldn't ever say. I think we'd like want that. it to be true. Yeah. I, I think it was just, that's the immediate result that I was seeing. Yeah. Um, and that's where my feet were at that point in time. Um, and it's, it's actually funny. I never thought about it this way until right now, but it's like that, uh, quote that that one pastor said from my church in Colorado was like, mm. you know, when you feel surrounded, but you're really planted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, when I was, I felt like I was surrounded by all these different things that like, I couldn't see, um, like the mindset of being surrounded. I couldn't see the other things that could also be benefiting me. Yeah. But when I had the perception or the mindset that I was like, I was planted here. I could also see the fruition that could come, you know, from where I was standing. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, where at the time, because I was surrounded by all of the results that I was seeing, um, and not able to, or not willing to look at what else could be happening. Yeah. Um, or at least even seeking, right. I just didn't have the mindset that there was any other, there wasn't, uh, there weren't bads that could come from this because what I was seeing right now was good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, all the no. current results were good. Yeah. Which then too, with time, experience, et cetera, more do it. You know, I get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, the way I'm working out led not, me in Maybe the, it's not so simple. Yeah. Well, and you know, but there was, um, the way I was working out and the foods that I was eating mm-hmm. based on trying to gain weight also led to me like, you know, I had to have surgery and get an organ taken out of my body because I had, you know, like because of what I was eating, you know, like yeah. particularly my diet, like, and that's something that was pretty unique. But, um, and I was like, dang, maybe it's not as simple as, you know, eat more protein and just lift, lift twice a day, you know, like, arms, yeah. you know, maybe it's not that simple. Like, well, and I think, I think the same thing with that. It, that's why I think there's a, a deeper conversation that comes back to some of like, Pride and arrogance in the same way, and not so much arrogance. Because I think what the problem is is like a lot of times when we talk about arrogance, most people are talking about like from human to human, mm. and then it's like, oh well, I'm not arrogant compared to this person, yeah. or I'm not. But but like we're all really arrogant in the sense of like our relationship with God, or also too like of all creation in the same way. Yeah. It's like how self reliant we think we are, or like how much we don't need. Mm. It's like it's like kids that feel like they're like I'm grown, you know, like yeah. it's like <laughs> the same way, and like how often we do that with God. Um, and so I think on the same way as that, right, we see some results with something and it's like, well, you know, again, like I figured this out on my own, you know, on, on, on with that. Or, uh, again, I came across, this, I stumbled across the truth of what these things are. I've seen all these results. You can't tell me that, you know, um, you can't tell me that 
um, you know, this doesn't happen because I experienced it myself mm -hmm. and I did see results this way. And, yeah. and, it, and it, from a personal experience, it's really hard in general um, to, I think, and it doesn't matter how old you are, what, what, where you're at is from personal experience to convince somebody otherwise just because they, you know, there's emotions that are attached mm. to those things of success and, yeah. you know, uh, struggle and uh, perseverance and all these things that you build an emotional bond, mm. you know, with, uh, with those things. And I think on the same side of that, um, what it, again, like it's so crazy because I think there's all these surface level like symptoms and things that we deal with. But then I think you also like s source it back where it's, well, why am I doing this in the first place, right? Like, what, what is the, the purpose of getting better at baseball, mm -hmm. right? And typically for most of us or coaching or whatever that is, it's very self-serving. Like, usually the answer behind that is pretty self-serving, even if it's self-serving for others, right? And what I mean by that is maybe you put it behind, well, it's like, you know, for my family, right? Like, mm -hmm. my family's been here, all these things. Yeah, yeah, but it's your yeah. family, yeah, <laughs> right? Or it's your loved ones or who mm -hmm. you've identified of what that is how about everybody else that's in the, mm -hmm. the space right that it won't benefit very much from what you're doing in the mm -hmm. same way especially because how you're going about it yeah right and like this is also again a me too thing of the same thing of like me realizing too a bigger broader picture of how not only do you affect the ones that you love care about all those things as well mm -hmm. uh but also too 99% of the time, the ones that you love and care about all those other things as well, like don't even have those expectations of you, mm. nor would look at you any different if you did achieve it or didn't achieve it. Mm. Um, these are storylines that we've made in our head and held tight to and, you know, become half twos and white and blacks in our head yeah. and all these other things. Um, when in reality, when it really keeps down to those things is, is you know, that's something that we've now created an identity in. There's mm. something in that there we've now on um, that same side of like a, a identified with and it's a real hard conversation in that same way uh because again it comes back to like as i really go deeper with that as as i think our our souls desire to again be in relationship with god mm. um and so we're trying to substitute that with so many different you know ways with so yeah. many different things or activities yeah. or achievements or mm. uh with that and i think the other part with that is like okay let's say that that's true Okay, let's just let's mark that if that was the foundation with that. It's like, okay, well, if I am there awareness wise and like, you know, you come to the end of yourself or again for you, you all of a sudden see are now getting other feedback that yeah, yeah. It isn't just lifting. It isn't just do these, these other things as yeah. well. What do you feel? What did you feel like helped you um, kind of change that mindset and be more open? Because, um, again, I, if, if I could add this point for you specifically and this is why i would also agree with like not identifying you with a uh, sense of arrogance is that uh you're very open and the same thing is like um as much as i you know there's as much as uh, when i find things that i'm you know wrong about like you constantly are also refining you know your skill set and also are very open to feedback and those things as well so i think that like mindset wise um where does that come from uh, for you yeah i mean i think <laughs> I think there's like a lot of stories and experiences that yeah. could lead up to that. And it's like, I was actually talking to, uh, um, uh, G's dad, yeah. uh, you know, this morning. And, uh, it was funny. I made a comment, like the slow cooker, like in a, in a world that wants instant pot now, like <laughs> don't forget the crock pot, the slow cooker that took yeah. eight hours overnight to make Bomb. food, you know, it's yeah. like nasty, nasty taco meat from yeah. that. But, yeah. um, but, uh, it was funny because while you're talking about that, I was thinking there 
is like I'll coin my last year of college like one of my biggest years of growth as a Christian friend, family member, athlete, like all these things. But I'm sitting there thinking about like all the experiences that had to happen to lead to that. Um, the foundation being broken that what I did make my foundation before then. Um, like I said, my identity was in how I played. Um, and like we always talk about too, it's like we have to have a steady foundation or else when there is a storm, like this thing's going to get knocked down. Um, and we talk about it in so many different avenues of what we do um, in life. And so I, I think too, it was that last year was really when I was the most open because it was when I came to realization that everything that I thought I had worked for wasn't attainable anymore. Mm. Like, uh, you know, I was back for a fifth year in college. There's kids that are four years younger than me playing in the MLB, mm-hmm. you know, that I thought I was working for. Yep. I had two tears in my shoulder. Yep. I had a shattered finger. Yep. I was like, you know, Humble all, all, all these all yeah. these different things that I'm like, yeah. you know, all this time I put in and all this yeah, effort. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, it all got kind of like yeah. pulled from me. And it really well, made me realize that I, where I was putting fa- my foundation was in that um, yeah. or my identity. And um, when that got all stripped from me, uh, kind of like what you said, like the prayer is like, give me so much that I can't even handle it. I need to be personally. Like I need to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I never prayed that prayer in particular. Yeah. But when you said that, I was like, I identify with those emotions for sure because that's how I felt. Yeah. Um, and then ironically, it's it's funny because I would probably say that coaching staff in particular, I'm one of, if not like the only one on my team that liked them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But I was in a completely different headspace. Yeah. Spiritually, emotionally, you know, everything in my life was so much different than what it was in the past. Um and this particular moment, it was like our second day. Uh, it was like our second day practicing with this coaching staff. And some kid showed up late who always shows up late. Uh, like every single practice is just, yeah. you know, was ineligible the year before. And he comes and the coach didn't say anything at all. Uh, in particular, I think it was a player that was like, yo, hustle up. Like We've all been here. Like, mm-hmm. Let's go. And the kid instantly like puts his hands up and was like, whoa, whoa. And like and instantly my coach like stopped everything. The coach mm. didn't discipline him, yell at him, nothing mm. when he got there. It was like, you know what, he's here. He ran to the field, like he obviously mm. knows he's late. You know, whatever. And one of the players was like, Yo, like mm-hmm. let's hustle up, like mm-hmm. you're taking your time. And he puts his hands up and it was it's kinda funny. It was my coach was like, um he flipped and put his hands down. He was like, You sit here and you try to hold on to whatever BS reason you're not here on time. Let go of it and just be here. It was like, mm-hmm. let go of whatever reason that you think it is or excuse that you have of why, like, I don't care. Just let's do this. Like, this is where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was a really big moment for me in my athletic career where I was, like, I had all these reasons why, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, someone hasn't seen me or uh, blah, 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 just didn't give me the opportunity or, mm-hmm. you know, I just saw the wrong hitting coach or you know, I got injured. Like I was supposed to go here, but I got injured. You know, like all these different reasons. I was like, it was a really big step where, and then two, he, he wasn't using it and didn't talk about it spiritually at the time. But after that moment, when I started to build that relationship with the coach, realizing how strong in his faith, him and his family were and my whole coaching staff. And he was basically using his own experience and like uh, in his spiritual walk of how 
he was trying to hold on for control and all of the reasons why he can do what he's doing right now. But in all reality, he needed to learn to let go of all those reasons and let God, uh, mm. like that's what he says, like let go and let God, mm. um, like he's not in control and he used it, you know, typical, you know, college baseball setting. It wasn't the most spiritual wording that he used, but yeah. you know, the, the meaning behind it came from, yeah. you know, a, a spiritual, um, experience that he had in his walk and his faith. Um, and that, that really connected with me where I had, I had a lot of experiences where, you know, it was, uh, someone else's or something else. Like I know I'm putting in this time or this effort, or I'm doing this in particular that's right. Um, or what I thought was right. Um, and really just learning to let go of whatever I think is right. Um, or wrong. Like, you know, and be more open to the fact that, you know, to me, these are all the reasons I'm late. Okay. He's like, don't care. (laughs) Like that basically is like he, 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 and and it's not that they don't matter. It's just at, at, at at the end of the day, it's going to be, again, everybody could have uh, things of what's going on in life, what they're prioritizing, you know, what they're managing, all those other things, you know, um, we all had a, a different way of how we got to, we could be we could have been crossing paths, right? Like we all yeah. have different lives and cross paths and yeah. things that are going on, but no, that for sure. Thing big. Yeah. And then like talking to uh, Clark, one of our, our zoom hitters about this is like, zoom you know, hitters. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a zoom client, hitters, yeah. you know, for sure. but um, he, uh, you know, we talk a lot too, a lot of like mental confidence mindset stuff. And um, definitely something with him is uh, we talk about a lot is, um, detaching yourself from whatever you think the result should be yeah um and realizing that well one you can just use a cliche saying like baseball's nine on one out there like <laughs> you're batting there's nine defenders like yeah it's hard it's a hard game you know yeah you know, or the old clock is round ball round bat try to square it up you know all these different things i'm like yeah you know detach yourself from whatever you think the result needs to be yeah and and go out there and prove yourself right like that yeah. no matter what you no matter what people make you think you need to do or whatever, like just go out there and, and play with the character and the heart and the passion and the joy that you take to practice and to school on a day to day basis and go yeah. play that way. Like just yeah. go play that way. And you'll, yeah. and one, that'll redefine what you think success is because that's what, you know, broke my. Well, was like, I thought success was going four for four. And I'm like, I'm going 0 for four. And I'm like, I can't wait till Sunday. I was yeah. like, you know, 0 for 4 in my game side. I was like, I can't wait till Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was like, because those at-bats, like, like, I'm feeling better. I was like, I'm feeling better. Sunday, they're about to be a problem on Sunday. And then I go 0 for 4 on Sunday, and I'm like, well, I can't wait till next week because I'm getting closer and closer. You know, like, I'm due. Um, it was like breaking what my viewpoint of what success was. Yeah. I was going to you know? break with that. And I think, I think some of the <coughs> big pieces, like, again, along with that is, like, I think even for me, one of the areas I struggled was um, I thought I was going to get there logically. Um, and that one of the things of being as well as like what was actually healing, uh, was again, that was my relationship with God grew in those same ways that it gives me the ability to like feel into these new areas and new logic, mm-hmm. right. Of what my foundation is from. So I actually pulled up this uh, clip. I uh, was kind of the other day. There's, um, I don't know who this guy is, but he's talking, um, with someone that I believe to be, um, an atheist. Um, and he just said, he just was trying to help him understand how little control that he had mm. over things and even over 
you'll see as he talks about um, even his own body. And he kind of goes through these things, and it gives a, a different perspective. So I'm going to play this. I'll, we'll, well, maybe we'll just wire this in. But for now, I'll just play it through the mic so we can, we can just uh, hear it from the same side. Okay, hold on. Turn this bad boy up. You got to give him what he Well, does that concern you? If it was real. It is real. I know it's real. You know it's real. God's given you knowledge of his existence. Look at the genius of his hand all around you. Your eyes have got 137 million light-sensitive cells. Human beings can't make an eye from nothing. Just think of the complexity of life. You're not even in control. You're not even in control of your life. Do you realize that? You can't stop yourself blinking, thinking, breathing, dreaming. Your bodily functions happen irrespective of your will. You can't help to go to the bathroom every day. You can't help we got to sleep at night. We can't help but blink and breathe. All these things are set in motion by God, shaped by your DNA, your height, color of your hair, color of your eyes, your personality, were all written in the instruction book of life the moment you were conceived. And within that psyche that you have is a will to live. Something in you says, I don't want to die. You're not an animal. You're not a dog or a cat or a horse. You're a human being made in the image of God with a knowledge of right and wrong, given a conscience by God, which is society shaped, but God given. You know right from wrong, and so on Judgment Day, you can't say, I didn't know. That was pretty deep. Um, but I was just thinking about the same thing, too, is like we build our whole lives on these things that we feel like we have control over. Hmm. Well, we build these lives of this falsehood of a foundation that we, we can control all these things that are in our life. And then again, what that what builds on top of that is arrogance it becomes it comes out in a place of arrogance and when that same thing too it's like you're saying it's like yeah we have control over things but very little mm. uh, things that are like you know even choices with ours and then even on top of that when you get deeper and you realize from a psychology standpoint how much that we're choosing picking and choosing our things uh based off past events mm. so we're not we're not even again a lot of times we're very animalistic and how we process things when we're responding from traumas or past hurts or um, you know, again, how we've developed um, our entire psyche, like based off of these uh, realities that we believe to be true um, in our life. I did it, but you know, what made me successful was I lifted, and that was what really put. Yeah. And that's why you need to lift. Well, you know, what made me really successful is I used to think swing down, and when I swung, yeah. swung down, that made me. What made me really successful is I got with a psychologist, and we every single person needs to be with a psychologist, or there's no way you're going to be successful. Okay, well, it made me, and then like there's all of these things of everybody, what everybody ties to of what mm -hmm. saved my life, and this is now my reality of truth, yeah. right? And somebody could, could even argue that the same thing too of like, um, um, you know, like religion or God or you know things that have happened in the same ways, but like the again foundational those other things is like there's not. It's not that there isn't a truth in things, but mm -hmm. there's a difference between truth in things and the truth. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of times, literally within any belief, there's truth mm. and every belief system of everything. There's truth. And then there is the truth. Mm. Right. Of reality with that. And again, we're only seeing things. We can't we don't see reality as um, it truly is. We see reality from our perspective of what mm -hmm. we believe reality to be. Yeah. And that's like our experiences in life can be so altered and so different from life to life mm. um, along with that. And so like one of the big things that I think a lot about with this like as well is is when we break that back, pull that layer back and we realize how <coughs> little control like that we actually have and mm. how 
little we actually are, right? Is is because we see the it's like our original sin, right? We wanted to be God. Mm. We wanted the knowledge of God, right? Mm. We wanted to be equivalent, mm -hmm. right, of as God in that that same way, um, in some capacity. The arrogance of like mm -hmm. comes along with that. But what we don't also come along with that. We were kind of talking about this in the office earlier. Is the responsibility that comes along with it mm. and uh, we don't want the responsibility of god no no absolutely not <laughs> right we don't we, we just want we want the 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 miracles the worship the mm -hmm. you know flick my finger and this happens and can control and all these things yeah. right but also too like there's the other side of that of the responsibility that comes along with that anybody that's ever been in a position of leadership in some capacity maybe you were um a parent, a coach, um, captain on your team, or friend. Um, all these things that we can, in some ways, that we were, had some responsibility in the same way that, again, along with that title that you now possess, mm. uh, there's a responsibility that now comes along with it. If someone's going to call you their friend, there's a responsibility that comes along with mm. being somebody's friend and not a stranger um, in the same way. Even if you call yourself a human being, right, there's a responsibility that comes with, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, w the weight of being a human being. You have def different expectations of a human than you do your dog, you know, or your cat or your whatever. Um, and um, I think on the same sides of that, um, you know, people build, you know, uh, resentments are based off of these things and what they expect uh, from these these titles or these, these uh, different responsibilities that come along with it. And one of the things I think is there the humility that comes from with that is if you start to realize how little your life that you actually have control over and how much is provided for you from either another human being or, you know, God directly. Um, if it comes into like your bodily function and how all mm. these things that are working just because God told it to. Yeah. Um, and like the, and, and my deepest, one of the things I actually got asked, uh, cause when I was in college, I had this really good, uh, nutrition, uh, teacher and, um, one of the things uh, he really spoke about, he's like, you know, I get asked a lot because, you know, he d he ran a big uh, couple classes inside the science department. He's like, you know, and it's a Christian-based school, right? They're like, how can you believe in science and, and God at the same time? Mm. And so he actually went into this uh, very, it's so funny because I can understand his passion now, me going so deep mm -hmm. into science, is when you understand the complexities and, and then you go into the math side that is tied directly with science, mm -hmm. right? And you understand the odds of <laughs> these things happening and how they form. And like he's talking about like with your eye, like that we are literally still trying to design almost every piece of machinery to do what a human being can do, mm. right? And and the how we think, like we can't even build, we're building cameras that are based, we literally, the camera that's sending, we're recording this podcast with, it was designed off of the human eye. Mm -hmm. How it indirectly and how it processes light and all those mm -hmm. things, we, we try to copy like, we don't even have original ideas. We're trying to copy God's creation and make creations off of his creation, mm -hmm. right? Because it's how unbelievable, like we can't build a human body. We've, right. We try to do it in pieces. We try to do these other things and like the complexity that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. um, we're still trying to understand consciousness and what it really means and, um, yeah. you know, in, in respect to other animals. And also too, also as we look deeper into animals, we're actually realizing more and more how conscious they are than we thought they were and mm -hmm. how much more intelligent they are um, you know, uh, I, I was listening to a Joe Rogan uh, snip the other day where uh, they're talking about this, you know, 500 to 700 pound bear, a grizzly bear that's walking 
and there was a construction cone flipped over and he just like writes the construction cone stands it straight up and then like keeps walking mm -hmm. like well, what was the point of that like he didn't try to play with it he wasn't he literally like flipped it pointed yeah. it straight up and they just kept walking mm -hmm. right and it's like there's these little things of like as we go deeper and with the like animals and all these things of like what that looks like but i think again as you get deeper into the science side when you understand the complexity is like of just a human cell a single a atom uh, any of these things like how deep and complex it all had like how m perfectly mm -hmm. everything needed to come together um you know that we're just close enough to the sun but just far enough from the sun we're, yes. we're just so that we don't the, the planet doesn't light on fire or it also it doesn't freeze. freeze like and then we're all dead either way like mm -hmm. like again a, a, a little closer a little further like we're in trouble mm -hmm. like th we don't exist it never happens like the the odds of you being born how mm -hmm ridiculously that it that it that you're being born and like what that process even looks like from a mating standpoint like mm -hmm. all of these things that we have from that other side and then we've built this in that cocoon of thought and this thought process of foundation that we built this ideology that we were so self-reliant you know and we, we got in we you know we you know i've been living here for 30 yeah almost 30 years right um i've been living here for 30 years i got this stuff figured out all these other places when in reality like along with it is we're more in need of others mm -hmm. and um, God the creator more than uh, we could ever fathom, you know, from that same side. Um, and again, once we start to adopt that responsibility of thinking that we don't need other people and that we don't need God and all those other places, like, well, soon along with that also comes the responsibility and the weight that mm -hmm. that takes yeah. uh, to really believe that and, and try to live your life that way. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, again, when you do get in trouble, you know, you don't run the guy when you are wrong, um, you know, like, you know, you're the essence of, of, you're the essence of <laughs> science or you're the essence of, uh, information or, you know, wisdom or any of those things. It's like, that's a responsibility that, y you yeah. know, if you really want to bear by yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's why even for me, I don't know if you've ever done this code. I did, I, I, I did this, uh, just the other day. Uh, I thought it was like kind of breakthrough for me was something small. Uh, we we're with a hitter. Uh, pro guy and I'm sitting there watching him hit and I asked God I said I invited him in and I'm like mm. tell me what to say tell me tell me what he needs to do mm. like I'm asking you for wisdom I'm asking you you know what what you know it doesn't matter logically what I think needs to happen and again like I've done a lot of work I've read a lot of textbooks right yeah, God yeah. I've done all these things he's like he's like you know all those wisdom in that textbooks like I gave to them so like <laughs> remember yeah. where it all comes <laughs> yeah. from right is like the true essence of any of that stuff or, or again i've worked with a lot of hitters and all these things like yeah, yeah yeah but me just going straight to god in that moment it's like that's an area that i hadn't let him in which mm -hmm. like yes yeah. when i unpack with him at night or those things or yeah. he inspires me but like in the moment yeah like in the moment god like what do i say next mm -hmm. where do i go what 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 do we use mm -hmm. what implement what you know what does he need to do where do we need mm -hmm. to stay right and yeah. again i felt like it was one of the best sessions that we you know it had in that same way i was just like man and also immediately what that did is it also freed me up from a responsibility yeah right like well god's telling me what to do mm. right like well god's telling me what's next well, god's telling me you know all mm. these different things that are happening and like one of the things that's i think big for me in that same way is like i also know what it's like to be on the other side of that yeah. of being like yeah yeah god's telling me what to do mm -hmm. yeah, 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 i hear you joe you got it da, da, da. No, 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 but I'm really trying to give you insight in the same way as I've, I've spent more time with God. Um, the difference is, is also now in my head when I'm talking with him, 
I know what voice is his and I know what voice isn't. Yeah. And so when he tells me, like, for example, when I see a guy hit, there's a billion drills that run through my head. There's yeah. a billion cues that run through my head. There's a billion ways that we could go and which way to choose. God is when I, but I also know distinctly, it's like your best friend talking to you, right? Like, like again, for example, you know, like, uh, like any of you guys, but definitely too, the one that's been along with me is, is Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, like it, I could, I could be in the middle of a, a conference. Like I could pick Taylor's name. Yeah. Like I can hear her voice and know that it's her. Yeah. Like I just, we've been over a decade together. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, same thing. It's like with my relationship with God, it's like, you know, I could be in the middle of the noisiest thoughts in my head and like immediately knows which one is his. Mm-hmm. Like there's no deeper intimacy that I've had with a human being on this earth. Mm-hmm. Right. than I've had with God, like it's not even close. They don't even yeah. fathom together. So like when I hear in the same thing, it's so clear, like, you know, which way to go as I spend more and more time. Um, and that same way is that like, I truly, one of the things I feel like when we're uh, coaching, uh, uh, coaches that really want insight from a lot of breakthroughs I've had, it's like, I, I can't just give you, Oh, this is my thought process yeah. without like, I can't not talk about God because like he's my foundation. Yeah. Like that's when, how am I supposed to tell you why I picked that? What I picked <laughs> when God's the one that told me to pick that, yeah. like without talking about God, like it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you go with that? I don't know. God told me to do it and it worked mm-hmm. like, you know, and then also too, I think people have that thought process. Like, you know, there's this thundering cloud. I don't know if you didn't notice last yeah. week, Cody, <laughs> but I don't, the building didn't shake. Yeah, no, I heard and, it actually. And, and yeah, okay. <laughs> the building didn't shake and, and, and yell at yeah. me. Jarrell was, Joey. Jarrell was worried about the utilities next yeah. month when I heard it. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> Joey. You need to do this, right? It's just more of, you know, again, like I know what's within his alignment um, of why and um, mm-hmm. what is coming from him and what, what is not just because of how much time like I've spent with him mm. um, and intimacy and also too, how much time I've spent with him when no one's around. Yeah. Right. Um, where we're truly intimate in that same way uh, when no one's watching, when the camera isn't on and I'm posting, you know, singing with him and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and for, you know, for dinner or something like that. Right. Like all those moments where it's like, that's one moment. Okay, well, that happens a billion times. Mm-hmm. You know, that's happened so many times. Um, and so I just think on the same way with that is like when we remove ourselves from us being the foundation and us having the knowledge and us having the wisdom, well, then I think that literally tying that back to what you said beforehand is that's when I can disconnect myself from the result mm. is because it was never me in the first place. Yeah. Right? Like it wasn't my wisdom in the first place. It wasn't my idea in the first place. It wasn't all these other things in the first place. I'm not looking for um, someone to tell me that I did great or, you know, whatever that is, you know? And so I think that that becomes, you know, a big place of like how to get mm-hmm. there. Because I've I heard that a million times. People tell me to disconnect from the result. Yeah. You know, people um, having conversations about like, hey, like you can identify with it. Okay, okay, like I hear you. I get it. Logically, it makes so much sense, mm-hmm. right? But how the hell, like, from I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I do. It bothers me a lot yeah. when 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 my hitter doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. It bothers me a lot. Yeah. When when someone's struggling that I'm close to that I love, like it bothers me so much. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it consumes my day. It consumes my thought. It consumes my heart. Yeah. I can't think clearly. I make mistakes. All these other things happening, and that's why I tie a guy back to my performance on the same side of that is like, if that is my foundation, it becomes problematic, and I start mm-hmm. roller coaster riding this bad boy because again, think about that. The altering, and I know that you know from just experience, mm. is the altering of that foundation 
when your foundation changes, it changes how you view everything. Mm. Yeah, it, everything. <laughs> and, and that's where I think we spend so much time, and I think like the devil's ploy here, right, and the enemy's ploy here, is if you think about if we spend all this time working on symptoms, we'll never get there, mm-hmm. right? And there is not a destination, but more so an experience. And so what I mean by that is that we get closer to there, yeah. right, which happens to be God's you know, more presence, and we get pieces and touches and tastes. I was even going to say, I know you yeah. said pieces differently, but peace at whatever yeah. there is for sure you know not not a destination but whatever there means like yeah peace knowing that you know that could mean anything yeah too 100 percent. and that's where you go to the same thing as well as like i'm less concerned with getting to heaven and more concerned in being in god's presence mm. and again if like heaven doesn't have god then i don't want to go there either mm. you know and that's where i think the same thing with it is like i'm not trying to get anywhere I'm trying to be somewhere, which is being in God's presence. Mm. And like then if I can consume my life with that and day to day and every interaction and every being in the way I keep spirit led and he stays in the front of my my forefront of my mind, um, my life looks a lot different. And again, along with that, where I become there's peace in every moment. I know there's joy in every moment. There's all these Mm. things that I'm missing throughout my day that are really the things that fill me up. Mm. And um, if I keep that at the front, forefront of my brain and keep him as conscious as possible, and what I mean by that is he's also going to be, by thinking of him consciously, he'll, he's going to be in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like that is like, again, like how often we're praying with him, how often we're talking yeah. to him, how often, um, you know, all those things. And again, I also say that also knowing that if Joey five years ago, six years ago heard the same conversation that I'm having now too wouldn't make much sense right. because it's such an experience where now when I'd go back and I remember things that people would say to me that they would connect so much. Cause like you said, when I said something, um, what'd you say that I said uh, the other day that you just, you said you connected with cause you, f- you felt it. Uh, uh, oh, it was like the, the prayer pray to have so much yeah, overwhelm me that I can't hold. Yeah. On or hold I can't. Hold yeah. And that, and that for me is like a personal experience there is that there's some things that I hold so tight to or I hold identity to that the only way that I would let go of them is if God overwhelms me, mm-hmm. right? And what, I, what does that mean? Like, for example, like, you know when you start thinking about your life differently when people close to you die or when there's a new year or there's – you just get so overwhelmed it's just like literally have no other option. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other way to go. It's like God distra- – like, he fl- – it's like – if you're in a building and like mm-hmm. it's flooding and there's one exit, it's like, bro, you don't got a choice. Like this there. is the way we got to go. The building is on fire, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes there's decisions in my life that I would never make if God didn't overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. Like I needed him to overwhelm me. I needed him to flood the building and burn, you know, burn and like cause some chaos here, yeah. right? Where he left me no option but to rely on him, mm-hmm. right? And that's like, you know, again, biblically like, you know, I know I just said it in different contexts, but like, being baptized by fire, right, or being mm-hmm. baptized um, in the same way where it's, you know, being sanctified throughout life in that same process um, where I'm grateful for those those moments where God has overwhelmed me rather than looking at them as moments of, and, and most people, it's like most distress, right, like your your, mm-hmm. your mom died, your brother died, your um, your whole family died in that car accident that we talked about mm-hmm. or something like that, whatever that looks like in your life. And you know, you can, uh, on the same way, yes, there's going to be trauma in those moments too, but also, if, again, that's another way of distraction, mm-hmm. right, that is getting us focused away from um, the blessing that is inside of every single one of those yeah. burdens. And, um, again, it gets our eyes, like the devil wants us to shift our eyes off of God mm-hmm. in those, those ways and focus on 
you know, even if it's chasing down, like, how do I remove myself from this? Right. Mm. Well, does that mean like not caring what anybody says? Well, that's mm. not really good either. Right. Because yeah. like you want feedback from people like mm -hmm. you want you want to listen to them. You just want to learn how to listen to them and with love and listen yeah. to them um, and see them how God really sees them. Right. Like yeah. there's just all of these other things that go into place. And I think along with that is like we get so caught up in all of these trying to fix all these symptoms and mm. I don't want to feel this way and I wish it wasn't like this and this isn't fair and you know all these things that are not very useful for us just like we talked to hitters about in the box like right. umpire calls a strike well I didn't like that call okay okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like what does that do for you yeah right argue with them go in the then you go in the dugout slam your helmet and you know it turns into all these things right like when in reality again like there's a foundational issue there as well as like the reason you can't detach from it is because you've tied yourself to it mm-hmm and okay, well, what made me tie myself to it? Well, <coughs> maybe it was really important for you. Maybe it was really important for you because when you were younger, you felt like um, you watched celebrities on TV and you felt like the only reason, the only people that they cared about were celebrities or mm. athletes or whatever that was. And because we also got to remember, one thing people forget a lot is athletes back in the day were not celebrities. Yeah. That's why they didn't get paid much money right? is because people didn't idolize them like they do now. Yeah. They don't like now it's like most, if you go ask the school, what do you want a, a kid wants to be? Most of the time it's going to be an athlete. Mm -hmm. Like that's a large majority, right? Because they're celebrities and they're athletes. It's like yeah. both they're hitting both. That's a nasty drug right there. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that reality of that same thing or be an influencer or, you know, any of those other yeah. places, which is hard. a celebrity, not which yeah, an influencer. Yeah, it's celebrity too. It's in, in its own right. It's just a different way. Um, and so I think it's that, that same side of that is like, you know, uh, we want this attention we want these other things and, and, um, you're probably different for a different podcast, <coughs> but it leads to the other things like you and I were also talking about too, is the bad byproducts, um, of what happens when you build your life on that and mm -hmm. you know, what comes with that platform, um, yeah. how many people struggle with, uh, psychological health on the side or don't have peace, don't have joy, mm -hmm. you know, uh, really are, are, are spiraling drug addictions, mm -hmm. um, coping skills that are not great like all of these things that spiral away from mm. uh with that with a, a a real need you know that our souls have that are yeah. not not being quenched you know yeah and so a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that come to mind after listening to all the things you said but i'll do my best to kind of tie them all in and make it all make sense but um definitely one that connected um when it comes to the filtering process is um very similar story like you were saying with Tay was pastor in Colorado told this story was like hey like people always ask me like oh like how do you hear God and then also to context this guy was a drug addict lived you know a uh, very different life than he lives now opened up a church later in his life like um, and so he speaks with a lot of passion and conviction from past experiences yeah um, and he was like yo I used to be like yeah, I used to be like yeah, like, I'm sure you heard God, like, whatever, <laughs> you know, um, and he's like, as a pastor, I get asked all the time, like, you know, like, how did you, how did you hear, like, you know, uh, what he was saying, and what, what he was telling you to do, and, and he was like, man, it's like, uh, you know, the answer, like, no, it's not what you want to hear, but, like, it's simple, it's like, spend time with him, and he was just like, you know, there's no one that my sons spend more time with than me and my wife, and he was like, we're at a basketball game, or a football game, I can't remember, he was like people yelling super loud and he was like i kid you not like spoke at whatever volume i'm speaking now he was like whatever his name is blah 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 
and he's like instantly through all the chatter just like wow turns his head and he's just like how he spends the most time with me he knows what my voice sounds like he mm-hmm. he can distinguish what that sounds like and he can he can hear what i have to say yeah and and he was like all i wanted to do was tell him i love him like he was on the sideline and i was just you know gave him the heart pound like i love you and he's like but i, I wanted him to know in that time like whatever was happening out there on the field like i want him to know i love him you know regardless of what happens and he's like but he could distinguish through through all that sound what my voice is and i'm and then uh to kind of tie that into like personal experiences um is uh a lot of times too uh i feel like when i spiritually i'm like hey i want to be closer to god i'll go and i'll pray and it's felt like for it's like recurring prayer recurring answer for like five years mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah yeah read the bible <laughs> it's like uh, i don't like reading you know it's like i don't it's like yeah. and then you know next week is like crazy yeah you guys only have to read the bible our bible app has like this auto that you can listen to it and mm-hmm. i'm like shoot i was like he really wants me to know i just gotta read that darn yeah. bible huh yeah, sure and so yeah. you know from personal experience it's like you know when when it comes to that sometimes too the answer the answer is right in front of us and we're looking everywhere but where the answer is um a lot of times you know i got i got like three bibles got one in my room one in my car one in my backpack no matter where i go i got it and it's like and i still ask what do you need it's like well you know for some reason god put it on my heart to have three bibles in three different locations that i spend the the most time is if i'm anywhere other than my car and home i got my backpack with me it's like so i got a bible on me and like and then also too i guess you got a phone too just thinking about that like really got it everywhere Mm -hmm. it's like you know uh it's always there um and it's just like uh which goes back to um ex- like experience wise two people in that last year of of my my college career um i can't remember who i was talking to were like uh really big influences were you and my head coach at the time where i and i believe i told them my two my favorite thing about both of them is they tell me what i need to hear not what i want to hear uh <laughs> when it comes to you know uh, in particular the situation with you i was shadowing yeah. um and i'm sitting there listening to stuff about hitting just like basically breaking every mold i had for what hitting should have been and you know like what what i thought and was taught and everything and i was like you know okay i needed to hear it. i didn't want to hear that everything i've done the last 20 years that i've been working hard for has been in the wrong direction but Same dang, I needed <laughs> to hear it, you know, it's like, Same. or my coach was, you know, sitting here and tell me, like, you asked me to hold you these, to these expectations, and now when I hold you to them, you got a problem, like, I'm like, shoot, he's right, <laughs> it's like, he's right, it's like, I did ask him in particular to hold me to that expectation, and like, when he did, I got upset with him, that's yeah. not his problem, that's my problem, yeah. you know, that I, I, I'm the one that's having the reaction to that problem, like, he's just holding, he's using my words to hold me accountable to what I asked him to, mm. um, and you know like from that sense too uh you know the 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 spiritual side of all that as well of like really uh all the answers that i go to him and ask for it's so funny i i go to him for a specific answer and he's like or i'm like hey i'm listening and it's like every time it's like read the bible read the bible read the bible i'm like mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it, but I need to hear it. It's like every time I open up that thing, whether I ra- randomly open it up to a page, I just random, I go to a specific book that I'm having a Bible plan, 
or just a verse that popped up on my phone that I wanted to read more context and like whatever it is it's always timely always connects in some way differently and I can yeah. see how it is in my life mm. uh, every single time and it's just funny because like that's the biggest struggle for me like spiritually is like I really don't like re- opening up that Bible mm. but it's again like I, I'll listen to music I'll worship I'll I pray like I'll do all of those but I really the one thing spiritually I don't like doing is opening the Bible I just don't like reading I don't like listening to like people talk like it's just hard for me um but it's where the biggest growths are um and to kind of tie that in is like that's where um and I know it's kind of like might not make sense to everybody but the there's like this movie um that comes to my mind when you brought up the I'm grown thing as I'm connected with it was uh, it's a movie called The Guardian. It's like a mm. um, Coast Guard movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. and where Ashton Kutcher is like, uh-huh. you know, had all these traumas, and he's in this office with the the senior chief guy, and he's like, he's like, don't worry about me, I got me under control. And he was, li- and the senior chief's like, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's go, I can see that, you know. And one from the experience and the understanding that the character Ashton Kutcher, I believe, is Jake in the movie, is like the experience that he had. He was like, no, like. I know what you think. I've been there. Mm. It's just, it's not it, buddy. <laughs> like, like let's go. Let's, you know. And I think at that time he's like, let's go have a drink. Mm. Then let's talk about it. Um, and I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, how many times too, in life that it's like I got me under control. I got this under control. Mm. You know, when all in all reality, it's like the surrender and the, the how little control do you have? Yeah. Um, which comes to like a quote that I was gonna actually gonna ask a question is like, is almost like my go-to when I feel like I get overwhelmed or even if I don't have the awareness, but someone brings that awareness to me is like everything matters, but nothing matters mm-hmm. as well as like it, for some reason that like recenters me is like, yeah. So like if I show up five minutes late, like is it that big of a deal? It might be, might not be that shoot, yeah. you know, as like, and it's so hard uh, to explain to people mm-hmm. um, where, I feel like a recurring thing for me is like uh, a presence of calmness. Like I don't feel like I get like too worked up about a whole lot of things. Mm. Um, at least I don't visibly show people that I get worked up about things. I usually deal with that internally by myself, mm. which also too time for another podcast. But because <laughs> I know you're gonna want to talk about that. But yeah, again, normally I don't like portray that. Like I'm all worked up. Like yesterday, toilet goes crazy. You know, and Christian's like, "How are you so calm?" And I'm like, "What am I supposed to do? Like freak out? Like it's." Yeah, it's just got to get it's got to get unclogged it's got to get cleaned up it's got to get mopped like that's it <laughs> it's like you know me freaking out over it and making a big deal is not going to change that the toilet's overflowing yeah, you know it's, it's like gonna make it worse yeah and then too like whatever so i was like are you gonna are you gonna unclog it like no like it's yeah. like a, no whatever and so um like that that calmness that sometimes i don't even recognize that i have in situations and people yeah. ask me and it was I, I believe it was my sister we were talking about this when she was out recently. Um, and it was like she brought awareness to, well, you know, when things happen to me, like, I don't, I, I don't respond the same way you respond. Like, you know, it's, it's different. Um, you know, like my coach did this and I, like, I did that or whatever. Like, I don't remember exactly the conversation. And uh, like that saying came to my head. is like, well, everything matters, but nothing matters. You know, it's like, yeah, that could work you up. What's important to you also? Like, if you show up five minutes late, but softball is unimportant to you, like, probably doesn't matter if you show up five minutes late but you know if your career matters to you and you show up five minutes late to a meeting like 
that may mean the world to you. Like that could, you know, ruin your day, mm. you know? Um, and it's really hard to explain to people that peace and like the, the understanding that, you know, like whatever just happened, like it, it does have mm. an effect on me, but it doesn't ultimately like affect me, I guess. I don't, I don't know another way to say that. Like, yeah, like it, it's a baby step, but as long as it doesn't become a habit or a problem, um, you know, yeah. it is what it is, you know, like well, I think you got you got you got micro and macro, <coughs> you know, you got um, micro only matters because of the macro. So like on the same way, like how do I position my step from day to day? It's like I start I start with the end in mind. Right. Like in that same spent. It's like that's why I think it's always so important. Uh, we're looking like goal alignment or like um, understanding like a legacy of what mm-hmm. you want it to look like. So I think on the same side of that. Right. It's like does I, I, I used to talk with leaders about that of the understanding of you're right like for you to be good at the job that you're currently at or just to be like enough like just Mm -hmm. enough and doing enough for that position um like again you're right like along with this like um just to be on the team right like you could hit these things and these things as well but also too when you look from a legacy standpoint it's like how i want to be remembered and the impact that i want to have on others is on the same side it's like you know it's not it's not the I could show up thus five minutes late, right? Or, you know, I, I could just not go to this game because it's my nephew's game. Mm-hmm. And I could just not come to this little league game that he's going to, right? I could just not show up. It's, you know, it's not my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, no one would be upset about it, like any of those other things. Uh, but sometimes I look on the same thing. It's like, or you get home, you've been working all day, your son wants to play catch with you. Like, I could just not play catch with him today, yeah. right? But also on the legacy on the same side of that is like the macro and the same thing as well. It's not to say that you need to every single day that you need to go play catch with him, right? Or yeah. you know these other again, there's a, there's a there's so much context in between. But also on the same side, it's like what that being your motivator in the same way is like you know again life is moving, and life's moving you know with or without you in the same way of like where your conscious mind if it would like it to move on or not like it to move on. Um, but also with that macro in mind, it keeps you in that same place of. I know what my legacy, I want my legacy, I, want, I know how I want to make people feel, I know how I want to, like, for example, like, should I stay extra 10 minutes with this kid today? Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's more important to me about, like, how I make, you know, I'm feeling, and also, too, again, along with it, like, what's macro happening, um, and what God is using me to do, um, and so, like, that aligns and kind of gives me trajectory on why I say yes to things or I say no to things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not particularly because this is the biggest podcast or that is the <laughs> biggest uh, following that they have. Like, again, sometimes, you know, again, I'm doing things that don't really make sense for us even as a business from a micro perspective, mm-hmm. but then me and Drill would t- kind of talk about that of like, I don't know, macro perspective, like, you know, why um, I'm aligning certain things or why yeah. I'm posting certain things or why like macro what the uh, effect and uh, things and what I want other people to feel. Um, and then like you wrap all those things back in together is like macro in the same way as my relationship with God being a massive macro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, along with that, <coughs> it's like, you kind of got to look at it too, like, um, if you were like in a re- in, in this relationship with you and your partner, like there's certain things that I do that I can really hurt my partner's feelings, mm. right? And um, also too on the same side of that, um, with the deeper we are in intimacy, like those things become more and more clear of exactly mm. what that looks like or what I said. Or there's certain things that could be very common that I could say to you mm. that would not hurt your feelings that could really hurt Taylor's feelings mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Because I know their life experiences, mm. and so then a lot on the same side of that is like my relationship with God in those same ways is like. Um, 
I don't do things trying to earn earn God's love. Right. Um, I do things because God loves me, mm-hmm. and and that that's like the opposite way. It's like yeah. you know, uh, it was like um, it's one way that I worship, you know, Him, um, is by how I act, how I in- interact with others, mm-hmm. where I spend my time, where I spend my, um, you know, money, where I spend, mm-hmm. um, you know, my time with people. In the sense of, am I trying to move them closer? Or am I trying to be right so that I can mm-hmm. feel better? You know, about whatever thing I'm trying to fulfill within me. Um, and like you said with that is like once you remodel that those things and put all of them back in place um, and how like we were meant, you know, it was meant to more so uh, be together. Um, I think it also, too, brings obviously when we live in <laughs> with God, how God designed us to live. It's like mm. it's like a tool being used, how it's supposed to be used mm. um, is that we also too like when you're using your wrench as a hammer, it's going to get beat up mm. quite a bit. It wasn't designed to do that. It wasn't mm. designed to move that way. It wasn't designed to work that way. And so there's going to be a lot of things where the tool ends up getting broken, damaged, all these other things, because I'm trying to use it in a way that's not supposed mm-hmm. to be used. And like humans, as we go throughout life, we get broken, damaged um, um, and. Uh, we may never be the same. Like, there's no amount of counseling or uh, like there's nothing yeah. I'm going to do to make your son come back. Yeah. Right. Like, right. There's no amount of psychology or it's like, you're not going to get with a psychologist mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your, your son's going to be alive. Like yeah. that, that's not how that works. Right. But it, and it's okay that like, again, when we use this wrench as a, as a hammer, um, it's going to get dented and it might be dented to the, to the end of time mm-hmm. with this, that this tool is usable or whatever it is. Um, it's more so again, that, that process of what it looks like is like, first off, like, um, you didn't need to be this you, you were designed to be a tool mm-hmm. right like you were designed to be um um and we yeah we might have been misused and we mm-hmm. might have done these other things these things might have happened um it doesn't mean that you're not useful anymore maybe yeah. you're useful for different things now and at yeah. different seasons in your life maybe you know like at this point you know again like uh you know we we do for a part of your life you're used as a hammer then we started <laughs> using you as a wrench and then yeah. also at some point you got so stripped that like hey you're more productive if you're over here <laughs> you know holding these papers down but <laughs> But you think of holding these papers down that I'm not significant anymore. Yeah. Well, actually, he put it on top of you're in a semi truck and it was on top of these papers. And if you weren't there, the wind would have blew through this car, blew it in his face. This guy would have flipped the, the semi truck mm-hmm. and killed, you know, 50 people on yeah. the freeway. Right. And like and how God is using us and how we can mm-hmm. use get every last drip out of us of like what he designed us to do mm-hmm. um, and keeping that awareness in, in the macro where it's like we're everything matters and nothing, you know, nothing matters is like you're saying is like in the macro, there's nothing that we can do that's not deserving of that. God is all of a sudden not going to love us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in that turn, there's no, there's no reason we can't run back to him, right. but also in the same sense, like how we act on a day to day basis is going to, um, dictate also to not only our legacy, but also how we live. And that like, there's that, um, one speech, uh, I really love. I was, a, a speech, a, a graduation speech at a, at a college. Mm. And the guy said that one of his mentors used to always ask him, like, how are you living? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the biggest questions I ask with guys is like, hey, yeah, you can live your life that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I would ask you and you to be honest with yourself is like, how are you living? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not so much about what you do day to day, but like your perception and how you view, yeah. um, you know, life and what you carry with you every single day and the weight mm-hmm. that you carry uh, comparatively to um, how your life can be. Right. Mm-hmm. And you get to, and I'd. By going back, I got a funeral yesterday, and I got to go spend some time with a whole bunch of extended family. <coughs> and one of the things I realized is, you know, we could all grow up very similarly, same neighborhoods, same mm-hmm. this, same that, all these other things, and, like, living drastically different lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean um, always because, oh, like, this person's got money, this person doesn't. Like, no, 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 there's p- 
people in my family that don't have much money that are very happy. Mm. People in my family that have a good amount of money that are very miserable. Like, they're miserable every single day, and that's how they live their lives. Mm. Um, and there's people that have a whole bunch of money that are happy. There's a whole bunch of people that have you know no money that are not happy. Right? It's like right. it's all those of like how we carry it and how we walk with it and how we get you know we choose how we're we're living and yeah. how, where we invest our time, our money, yeah. and, and those things as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to give you any last notes before yeah. I trace out. No, I mean, I definitely just something to kind of like tie that back in when I when I was kind of talking about um, uh, some of the stuff with like the, you know, sometimes it's just right in front of you too. It's like yeah. uh, a lot of times I think as a as a coach too, because I know, you know, pretty pretty good chunk of the people watching are probably, you know, like hitting. So mm-hmm. kind of tie back into like how that plays into how I coach personally. Um, which is also just a melting pot of every coach I've ever had, you know, coming out through me as well. But um, how I express that as well is like um, sometimes I think it's, you know, this next new drill, next new tool, next new thing that's going to get the result when sometimes it's just a thing that it worked two months ago um, and I've stopped doing it. Um, It was the Bible that I was reading two months ago and I just stopped reading it, that's going to give me the answer that I'm looking for. Yeah. Maybe it's the yoga blocks that I was hitting on two months ago that I haven't touched in two months, yeah, and they're collecting dust on the nightstand, you know, that I need My to whip back out. Foundation. And I need to go back to wake that pattern up, and I'm, bo- you know, I'm, I'm you know, back to what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, and also, too, when it comes to, um, when it comes to that, like, ideologies, is, like, I don't, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you've just ever went into a training session intending to create a new product, mm. but as a byproduct of mm. these things trying you are seeing and trying to help them, poof, a couple products that are very useful tools yeah. have come about. Um, but again, your intentions weren't going into that. Like, no. I'm going to create a new product that's going to help with this exact thing at this exact no, yeah. like You know, you were like, hey, this hitter's struggling with this. Yeah. You know, I what do I have available? Yeah. What, what do I have? A, Oh, let's try this. Oh, well, that's kind of similar to bot. You know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 poof, the farm yeah. board happens. You know, hundred percent. And it's like, which also too, it wasn't just poof, the farm board happens, but it looks like poof, the farm board happens to some people. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so like to tie that into is just like how that goes into coaching is also too, uh, just because it's what you've always done, doesn't always mean that it's the the right thing to do too. Yeah. Um, in the sense, just because I've always just prayed doesn't mean that that's the only way that I could. Yeah. reach God or you know it might be um how I'm praying yeah or how that, right it's like just because I'm yeah. using yoga blocks yeah. maybe I'm coaching it differently than 100%. I should you know and so yeah uh to kind of tie that in like you were saying is like how do you not talk about hitting and God in the same conversation is like well that's how it ties in personally for me is uh I mean it's clear as day for me and I know it's not always that way for for everybody but giving some like real application and perspective of like how do I see it and how do I apply it and how do I use that um and also, too, how does he speak to me when, you know, I do have my time with him, um, you know, privately is, too, it's like everything that you do, I'm there. Like, I'm omnipresent, you know, like, yeah. you know, when, when you're in the cage, you can ask me. Mm-hmm. When you're on the drive home or drive to work, you can ask me. When, you know, you're in the shower, you can ask yeah. me. You and you want to talk, or you talk can to me about nonsense, you can talk yeah, to me. Yeah, it was yeah. like, he, he's already like, you know, I already know this, but go on. <laughs> For like, sure. Go on. But yeah. again, I just wanted to tie that into personally, um, how that applies personally as a hitting coach in my faith and how that ties over um, and why to some of the things I do. 
um, may not seem logical to the average person, but yeah. guess what? It's okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, it's may, you know, for me too, sometimes because I do think logical, like you said, you just got to put a, a, put a blockade in that path and yep. make me walk by faith and not by this yeah. logical, you know, whatever yeah. thought process that I have. And it's like, you know, that's okay. Did it work? <laughs> you know, got there. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, that's the last thing I have. So, no, yeah, we, when we were at, uh, uh, ABCA, one of the uh, one of the coaches walked up to me and told me how much uh, when I prayed us out, how much it meant to him, mm. and that uh, uh, it really uh, got him back praying. So I was like, oh, that's dang. cool. I was like, I yeah. forgot for like two weeks, and then we did the last time, and I was like, okay, I was make sure in my head, like imprinted in my head, I'm like, I'm praying out, I'm praying out. He got me fired up. All right, so uh, if you could join me in prayer, um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, bringing us here today, God, and uh, we're just so thankful for the conversations and the relationships that uh, we continue to build. Um, help us remove any uh, false foundations that we built god um, we want to build the biggest skyscraper <laughs> uh, that we know uh, the wor to worship you god and uh, bring attention to uh, how mighty and, um, and gracious you are and uh, point everybody back to you um, and uh, to build that we need your foundation god and as uh, we help you gently <laughs> when you can gently um, help us remodel that foundation um, and build it and so we can build our lives on top of you um, and also surrender over the things that uh, we're having problems uh, surrendering over to you. Um, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, um, until next time, yep. Farm System out.